0: Yo boom boom Yo, Hemma. Yo, Pooja, yo Pooja. Hina, yo 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 yo. We'll see. uh, I'm looking good. Look at me. I'm looking good.
1: Looking good.
0: Beep. Oops. Oops. She's on, she's on, she's on, oh. Kate, okay, I got your message uh, I'll get back to you after this miss Hi Yo! Where's the little man, where's the little man?
1: He's, he's just gone actually Oh, Don't worry He's taking him out Don't worry, I got Otherwise
0: will keep coming down. I got rid of mine it's a nightmare. Your hair looks nice now. Yeah, I know.
1: It's a bit more calmer.
0: Yeah, look at my hair. Look, look, <laughs> look at my hair. And looks good. I get it. I'm, not, I'm not doing too bad, even though this, this, oh, even though this bit is so big.
1: But you've not cut it for like five months. That's pretty good. It's not
0: bad, is it? No. Uh, I'm liking it. I can get away with this, I think. So, first of all, guys, uh, I'm your host, obviously the one and only Samane, and we also have Roots uh, Patini. Uh, Roots has been with us for nearly uh, eighteen months now. I take it sixteen months. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It feels like you It feels
0: like it feels like you've been with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, what we're going to do today, we're going to go through Roots' journey. Um, she's going to she share some insights uh, and share her own mindset um, from my perspective. Roots has got a uh, when she trains especially when she trains she's a demon when she trains um she doesn't know when to quit so it'd be interesting to dive into that sort of side of her and understand where does that come from so roops uh best place to start really is let's let's start back to when you obviously originally started weight training uh, what how how many years ago was it was it always in your life how, how would you describe it
1: yeah i'll probably it's been a, it's something that i've always done for a long time probably since I was about twenty-four, so like eight, nine years of.
0: How old are you now then? You, you look, the you look twenty-six. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I think I, think I look about forty. Um, so <laughs> that's good then. So t- since about twenty, the age of twenty-four. So it's always been something you like. Yes,
1: yeah, so I always did, I and mean, I was always a bit of a gym bunny. But it was always like pounding the treadmill before that. Like from the first time I joined the gym, I was actually like fifteen. Okay. Um, and it was, but it was just things like cardio. That was it. I didn't know much else. Same carried on with that for probably years. That was just like normal. Then I got about about 24 years old. I needed a bit of guidance. I've always been pretty small, so it, was, it wasn't for weight education. So yep. I got land loads because it it kind of diverged. It just made it a
0: bit more varied and uh, little different things. I started using, you know, different weights. Going in the weight room, which was just full of all the jokes. I think the sound's changed. I've
1: never done that.
0: Did you press something? I can't
1: hear you. Did you press something? Oh, no. That's
0: fine. I can hear you. I can't hear you. I can hear you a little bit. At the start, it was Perfect
1: you
0: know what? It's because I had a call come through. That's it. Should have put it on. Do
1: you I forgot I... Just start
0: again. Can everyone? Yeah, uh, can't hear properly. Yeah, everyone's saying can't hear properly. All right, let me start. We'll get there. She had a call come through and it messed up the uh, volume. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Hello.
1: Hello, is that better?
0: Boom, back on, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, uh,
1: so- yeah, so it's fine, um, do not disturb. So, um, was, yeah, so I started with the PT. I learnt a lot more from it, but I didn't have a goal because I was just, I didn't, I wasn't trying to get anywhere. I was just doing it for fun, really. Then, um, <laughs> then I got pregnant and I didn't carry on training like I did. I kind of... I don't know why, but I just sort of slowed down. Partly I didn't have, I stopped having the PT. So maybe no guidance, that kind of thing. And yeah. so I just, I did keep up as much as I could, but it wasn't nowhere near as I'd trained like now. And then it was, well, after, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed myself in pregnancy. and you. Know.
0: <laughs> Describe that. What does that mean? What does that mean for a lot of people, thoroughly enjoyed? Does that mean like, KFCs, food, chocolate, what is how did it look towards you? Yeah.
1: It's not about KFC for me, it's about like biscuits and chocolate and that kind of thing. So yeah, and I did. And, 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 I, and Nick, so if I'm eating, he's just like, yeah, just enjoy yourself, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, so, so it's, I did. Um, and afterwards...
0: Would you say that? You know like for example you, you stopped training and things like that was that out of um, was that out of being scared or was that out of like family saying to you that you need to rest what what was your interpretation of it was it just you, you that's what you decided to do how would you describe it
1: A bit of both actually like family would say oh you know it's you know don't overexert yourself and things like that that was a typical thing that my mom would say <laughs> um but not that you know, not that I listened or anything. I think a lot of it was I didn't have the motivation because I guess your your body is changing anyway. You're getting bigger. It's kind of I suppose subconsciously you think, what's the point of going to the gym if I'm getting bigger anyway? I'll just sort it out after. Um, wow,
0: that's a, that's a massive statement because I can imagine that's how a lot of women feel. Uh, yeah, remember, the thing funny. is, the psychological barrier of gaining weight is is a big one in the first place, right? Without even being pregnant, but actually. Uh, to be pregnant and actually to some degree it's like a justification to yourself isn't it it's like to say you know what this is an opportunity i can eat all this food no one will question it but i'm putting weight on anyway so actually uh, i might as well do it yeah and I, i
1: think part of it was probably was that um even though i did try to train it was not a lot it wasn't a huge amount anyway um then it was, it was basically after is when I was, I'd never ever had to struggle with weight loss. It was never something I had a problem with because I'd always been small and I'd always kind of eaten what I wanted, but because I trained it was, I kind of maintained always. Yeah. So afterwards it was hard because I actually had to think about food and training and I had no clue about food because I'd never have, a, have a, had to seek out any kind of nutritional advice. Yeah. Even with the PT, I never had any guidance about nutrition because I didn't really think I needed it, so yeah. I didn't really bother with it. So that was what happened after. I didn't. You know, to use
0: you, know, it. You, know, you know what I mean? After obviously after pregnancy, where would you where would you weight at post pregnancy, like after the baby? Did it balloon up after when you started to do breastfeeding and things like that, or?
1: It was. I didn't feel like because I did slowly, gradually, kind of lose like that natural amount of weight which you do after having a baby yeah but when i came to youth, it was 8 months post postpartum and yeah. actually at that point i'd lost about 5 kilos
0: okay cool and really
1: you really needed to lose another 4 to get to my pre pregnancy weight so it wasn't a lot but that 4 kilos was about two dress sizes
0: yeah okay so it's quite a big substantial on yourself there right
1: yeah because i'm i'm not tall so for me that was that was quite a lot um but at like 6 weeks postpartum I was like nearly 9 kilos over where I'd started which was quite a lot and actually yeah. throughout my entire pregnancy I never weighed myself once
0: so you weren't really um, I think so really, has been pre- <laughs> yeah so through pregnancy it was just like I'll, I'll like you said at the start you'd probably deal with that at the end I'll deal with my weight at the end of this for now let me just keep doing this, this, and this. The interesting thing is when we when we fast forward in, in, in about a good 10 minutes, we'll, we'll, we'll actually have a look at the contrast and see what you think uh, about it, all of it, because it'd be good for you to reflect where you are right now. But in yeah. terms of, obviously, um, post-pregnancy, obviously, for yourself, you obviously, if you don't mind me sharing with people, obviously you had a cesarean, right? Yeah. So you had, obviously, the core issue. How was the core issue after pregnancy?
1: So I didn't even know I, I had it. Okay. But have a, a great six week check at the at the GPs because I don't think it is great in this country anyway yeah. um, and my sister actually advised me just to make sure just go to a women's health physio and just get checked properly so I did and this was probably about two months after I've had the baby and I had about four centimeters of separation between my abdominals oh wow
0: so like, basically, like, probably roughly
1: that's all that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I didn't know this, but that was part of the reason maybe I was struggling with that that belly. But it was it was still early days. So, yeah. he gave me a few exercises, things to do at home, and mainly, like, breathing stuff. Which, I mean, it has its place, because I think that in the early days, that's all you can do. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, so, that's what I did, and walking and things like that. I still wasn't particularly great with food because I didn't know much about it. And then after that, I went to another sort of uh, postnatal fitness expert type thing who does it from home. So I I did about 12 sessions with her. And it did get me into doing more because she started me off with lots of body weight exercises and actually building it up slowly. By the time I'd left her after 12 sessions, I was picking up weights and things
0: again. Good. So like you said, a foundation, um, right? You always need a foundation, right?
1: Yeah. So this was, so I'd had Niamh in May. Now this is December, seven months on.
0: Oh, wow. So it's um, a long time.
1: Yeah. And I'd, so in January, I came to see you and decided I wanted to do this um, drop one size challenge.
0: And who told you um, about that?
1: So Hina, who's a member, uh, Hina.
0: Miss, Miss um, Hina thank <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. So what did she, if I am you,
0: what did she tell you?
1: She just, I mean, she couldn't recommend it enough. I mean, well, to be honest, just looking at her just gave it away about how amazing it was because she looked amazing. And I think I was just, and for someone who's had two kids, great she looked. Yeah. That was my reason for it. I was like, I have to do something. And to my regime. And again, I think because from previously, I didn't need that nutritional guidance. I don't think I was getting what I really needed and I don't know I just i only probably went back for a few sessions didn't really find it helpful and then I left it so then after so I started in Feb February 2018 and this is now eight months after having a baby I had lost a little bit of weight from um, just trying to do a few home workouts carrying on with stuff that um, the other lady had given me and this, that's when it started. But at that point, actually, I only had about probably, I was down to two centimeters. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was okay. It was much stronger than I had been. So I was able to, you know, kind of go all guns blazing at UFIT and yeah. do all the workouts. So I think it was a good time. And I, I know I took my time about it, but kind of, I probably needed that foundation beforehand. Of course, remember that.
0: Of course, it's probably the foundation that then set you up for that um, that great result in the first place, right? Because obviously, remember, the thing is, we would like to fast track it, but the first previous eight months probably what you needed. Number one, obviously, um, settling with Neum. Uh, two, obviously, finding the balance pre, getting a routine, uh, and then five, obviously, incorporating your own lifestyle and exercise into it, right? So probably the perfect yeah. time for you. But in terms of obviously, um, I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> Unfortunately I don't really remember when you came. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It's not a trait I, I enjoy it anymore. Um but do you remember your first time coming to the studio?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Describe um, it then
0: because I can't remember it. <laughs>
1: um it wasn't with yourself, but my first oh, P T no, it was with oh, okay, Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, it was Wayne. Oh, yeah. Um it was okay. It felt kind of slow.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, I understand why, obviously, because you know you don't know me so it was it was slow but I remember just I liked the whole vibe it was nice and small family kind of thing and I I did like that whereas I used to go to sort of a big commercial gym and it's a little bit daunting at times especially the way I was feeling I was always a bit nervous about going back into the weights room or
0: which is important right there's a a lot of there's a to, to be fair there's a lot of There'll be a lot of women who feel the same thing, right? The thing is, in a, in a commercial gym, regardless of what shape, size, etc., nowadays, for example, your, Instagram's plastered with uh, female models and so forth and so forth. Flesh as much as much flesh as you want. I think uh, Instagram's a pot porn, porn channel as well, to be fair,
1: <laughs>
0: right? But the thing is, for example, I can imagine it can make you feel that way. Um, so that's a, a good sign that you obviously noticed that. Um, but obviously, then you got through the uh, six-week challenge. Um, and then obviously you got the end of it. Um, but obviously during it, you just, just decided to go full, full become a, full, a fully fledged member, right? Yeah. And no turning back?
1: No, definitely not. As I've never, even though I've never had to lose weight, I've never seen these changes in myself even before. Even when I was small, I didn't have abs and things like that. You know, I was just always slim, that was it. Um, and I didn't have, I don't think I've ever lifted like I have to a, a have that fit either so yeah i think it was just seeing progress and i saw progress after like two weeks into the challenge yeah and i thought this is yeah
0: what makes you think? Yeah, because the interesting thing is obviously obviously the challenge in itself involved obviously nutrition side involved training side because remember i I remember to some degree you are how can i put it you can be self-motivated if you'd led down the right path, right? Where does that where does that come from? Has that always been inside of you? Is that, is that the same with your career and things like that? Are you always, like, once you have a focused mindset, you, you just go organs blazing? How would you describe that on yourself?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, part of it is I just kind of want to prove to myself that I can do it. Yeah, Even cool. if it's something as simple as, you know, trying to do a certain amount of weight on, like, the hip thrust or whatever, it's just – I just wanna see if I can do it. And that's it. And that's what gets me through it as well. And then we'll make sure when I get to the end of it that oh yeah. Because it's that satisfaction you get that Yeah, you can do it. And if you don't try, you don't you don't know.
0: That's a good way to look at it, right? So obviously always challenging yourself. The thing is with weights, for example, you can always challenge yourself, but at the same time it can be fearful, right? I can appreciate when I've trained you in the past and gone, right, this is your RDL, this is your squat, here's your here's your split squats, weights. Carry on. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. But in terms of, obviously, when we finish the challenge, then if we fast forward when we finish the challenge, because obviously when we finish the challenge, obviously you use it at different, a uh, different place. Uh, but then obviously, then we went obviously a little bit further, right? How would you yeah. describe the, the journey from the challenge um, to the actual, your photo shoot? Weirdly, I didn't,
1: I wasn't actually as focused as I would have been on the challenge in terms of food. Training, yeah. I was because just really enjoying it, so I carried on going to the gym. I carried on with four times a week, um, as as per the challenge. Food, I was starting a little bit more flexible, but I think I, because I carried on, and it was regardless of the food being more flexible, it was still better than it was before. Yeah. And. I think a lot of it's because you're conscious about it. Like I would always still stick to my my portions and I knew that I would, yeah, fine. I might have a little treat or whatever I want.
0: Yeah. But
1: because we're always conscious about it, that made a difference and that kept me going all the way. Because that was only what, so from March, middle of, well, end of March to end of July to the photo shoot. But I just kind of, kind of carried on a little bit more flexible but I kept my training going and my total, this is something that I was, the biggest shock to me was the body fat percentage.
0: Okay. It's interesting, right? Cause actually that's probably a good, uh, good place to reflect on. Cause obviously you yeah. mentioned at the start, you've always been slim. Yeah. Right. Cause a lot of times when you're slim, a lot of people will always go, oh, probably like family members and things, people, you know, and outsiders, right. Subjectively will always go, you don't need to lose weight. You don't need to lose weight. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Fundamentally, one, it's not what. One is who's bothered about what they want. Second of all. Second of all, for example, when you look at when you do look at your body fat and look at your stats, it's important, right? So, from do you do you remember what you started at? I started at 31% body fat, which
1: okay, I, so I could the,
0: believe. Yeah. So the interesting thing is, it's actually because I sent you the picture. No, I did uh, it a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting, but when you see that picture, for example, a lot of people looking at that picture, you won't probably perceive she's 31%. Um which no, is I interesting.
1: I, I I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that I don't know. I wouldn't I didn't know about body fat, but I would have guessed it was like twenty-four or twenty-five. But I couldn't believe it when it was thirty-one percent. I'd yeah, that was that was the change. And then with well with five months, by the time I had my picture I was at fifteen percent. So and actually I'm saying that actually after the challenge, for just six weeks, I'd lost like ten percent. Yeah, so the difference it makes, and even yeah. and the funniest thing is, even when I lost weight, hardly anyone even noticed <laughs> <laughs> because I'd always been small until they saw my pictures.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah, the interesting thing I so say part, part of your journey is that obviously talking about it, because you, your strength is phenomenal, isn't it? I'd say your strength is phenomenal for your height, your height and weight. Your strength is phenomenal. Um, where does that grit and determination come from? Because I could give you the heaviest weight, for example, but you still attempt to lift it and you do it. Is that just yeah. like? Is that just like? F you, Sam. I'm going to. T- I'm going to show you I can do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <certainly>. um <laughs> I just. I have to try it. I have to give it a go. Um, because I don't. I don't think size really should limit. Should limit no. anyone. No, no. Um and i just think it's always worth trying it out yeah if you don't do it, you don't know and I, and um i guess it, i'm not worried about not being able to do it cool, Even that's a good
0: thing
1: yeah you can always just do one rep it's still something like one of my goals was just to be able to do a one, a one pull up um which i could just about which was fine i was happy with that <laughs>
0: But that's cool. But the thing is, for example, yeah. you have got to take yourself where you were, right? You couldn't never do a pull-up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Well, like yeah, I said, exactly.
0: the inter- the interesting thing is, if you had to, if you had to really t- reflect, if you look at your your RDL like tw- fifty, 60, nearly seventy kilo RDL, right? The big weight, considering your weight was forty six, forty seven kilos, to lift uh, seventy kilos in an RDL is phenomenal, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put that way. But in terms of we go to to the photo shoot, because obviously, for a lot of people, for example, a photo shoot. The photo shoot is can be defined as a as a progress shot. It can define it just a reflection on where you've gone from to where you are. Because if you take where you finished on a photo shoot, you mentioned fifteen percent. We'll talk about how how your headspace was after that because you can't necessarily stay there. But for example, in terms of the photo shoot, what did it do for you? What did it like? What did it epitomise? Because obviously you did it with Fellini as well, so that was a, could be a good shot in in, in in that sense. But what do you think? Um, what do you think the photo shoot did for you? What did it epitomise?
1: I think it just kind of it it puts down your achievement like there physically you can actually look at that achievement and looking at the before and the after and the difference you see. There's nothing like visualizing it. And it is it's just it's kinda of like a just that reward at the end that this is this is what I did. Although it wasn't the end because even by the time I got to that point, it, it wasn't that wasn't when I was, you know, lifting my peak. Yeah. That was just so, you know, but it was it was nice to have that. It was yeah, it was it was a nice little treat actually because it was something that you'd never really do. Um, go prancing around taking pictures of yourself. Like.
0: <laughs> twenty three year twenty three year olds do that all day long.
1: I know, I know, but not thirty three year olds. <laughs> what
0: would you say so, yeah. um, that's it, but it's a good thing, right? Like you said, to some degree, it's gonna you gotta mark you gotta mark progress. And sometimes, having a photo shoot, it's just like it's like a present to some degree. It's just like to go, you know what, wow, my hard work, my determination is that actually created this, right? Uh, mm. but that's all, obviously when you when you look back now, that's only one part of the puzzle in theory. Because the second part of it, it was probably the most challenging, right? Because this is what people don't really understand. Most people think the interesting thing is, most think, people think getting to your goal is the hardest right, yeah. whilst from a perspe- from someone's perspective and standing away from it and looking in, they think that, oh, it's harder to get to lose 10 kilos, it's harder to lose 20 kilos. But for example, for yourself, when you did the photo how hard was it then to look forward, have something to look forward to, how hard would it then to take your body fat perspective, understand that it's gonna change, because re- re- uh, retrospectively, a lot of things are gonna change because it's just a photo shoot day, for example. Well, how was your headspace?
1: It was weird because straight after the photo shoot, that like the minute I went home, I was like, I don't know what to do now. Because it was, well, firstly, I you know had a pizza and then, <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, now what? And it was weird because trying to maintain that was, wasn't possible. Um, and also I didn't want to lose any more either. I was happy where I was. So it was, yeah. it was really trying to maintain it, and my body fat did creep up very slightly, but that was, I think, to a more uh, a reasonable level that could be maintained.
0: Yeah. So, like for yourself, like eighteen percent was about right for you, right?
1: Yeah. Obviously, so You're still, still
0: strong, still had shape, still felt good, right? And that's it. But that's something yeah, just exactly. to reiterate, guys. You've got to understand when we do, when you do photo shoots, or when you see uh, famous people do photo shoots, it's it, it literally they'll take about hundred photos in a space of a week, if, 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 if Root uh, would, would have come to one photo shoot one day and they came to another one, i could have, I'd, I'd probably could have got 200 photos that all them photos would have been scattered over the year and you just think Root is the same shape all year round, but naturally she's not. No. right? And that's something just to consider. But in terms of obviously, yeah, when well, you let, let your body fat keep up, how would you say your motiva- motivation changed?
1: Uh, my goals had to change a little bit and it was more based on, like one of them was to try and do a pull-up and... In my head, it was things like trying to reach a certain weight on like the hip thrust, um, that kind of thing. So, it did was they, no motiv- they
0: motivate you as much?
1: It kept me going to the gym. Um,
0: that's a good got, yeah, it kept you going, but it, it probably weren't the same fire though, was it?
1: Not really. It's, it is hard, it, it is hard, it's hard mentally because you're right to get when you've got that weight loss goal in mind. It's it's easy because you keep going, keep going, you are seeing the numbers come down. And it's fine. Whereas this was, you're not seeing the numbers come down. Actually, the numbers were going up a bit. And to try and stay there, it was hard. But I guess you've got to keep finding the next stepping stone. So, next, it was like, I think four or five weeks after the photo shoot, I was going on holiday. So, it was to stay at that point till then. Then it was kind of, then it's like something else. So, I guess you've got to keep moving the marker just to keep yourself going. I think clothes is a big one as well. Like, I had. When especially when I first started, I wanted to try and get back into my pre-pregnancy clothes.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was, that's always like being like the, the the measure. And I always, every now and then, well, not now, but every now and then I used to try on, try that dress on or jeans on to make sure they still fit. Cool. And if they didn't, then I know I need to kind of take it back a notch or but
0: that was the only way to make sure you maintain. Yeah. Cause like I said, I think it's, I think the people don't really understand. Like it's like reach it. I've been there. i late. Right. It's like reaching somewhere and then going, was that, is that it? Is that, is that all it's meant to be? Like the main I think personally maintaining, if you want to call it maintaining is a lot harder because you have to continue to search for something that basically pulls on the same heartstrings as what the uh, our photo shoot would do. Right. But then you obviously, the thing is with that, you have to go through, remember like you've mentioned, weight loss is very linear, right? If you've got a target, you just keep pushing granted. When you ain't got that, you've got to then look at yourself and then self-develop. That's the hardest thing you've got to remember. Something to take home, guys, for people watching, you have to self-develop a lot harder when you've got to your goal. Because you have to self-develop to develop the, the mindset, develop the mental attitudes towards exercise and view it a little bit differently and view it as part of your life rather than something you have to do. Uh, because if you view it as part of your life naturally you're going to find the ways to fit it in and make it more manageable but if you see it as a chore that's when you're going to go uh, uh, backwards and it can go backwards quite quick does that make sense would you agree on that
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, and i did take down my sessions i was sort of rather than doing four solid maybe even the odd week of five it was more between three and four a week but it's it still it was still fine and I did manage to maintain it. So it was good. You know, just try and stick to it.
0: That's it. Stick to it and when you get to the gym i just keep beasting you. Yeah. That's what personally that's personally that's what I loved. Um okay. Cool. Let's focus forward then. So let's focus, um to let's we've obviously gone for your photo shoot, you have to be photo shoot and you've obviously and stuff. Where would you say obviously now? Obviously, I'll let you share where you are right now. But where you are right now? Because, obviously, we've been in uh, been in lockdown for a period of time. Um, and so, so, and so, so. So, where are you right now?
1: I'm 34 weeks pregnant right now with number
0: two. Boom! 34.
1: Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's um. So how long different. we got
0: left now? Two weeks?
1: Oh, I wish. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I've, I've about had enough. But it's it's oh, five weeks, I guess, I hope um
0: so let's go i want to do this then because we've got a couple of areas to talk about it so let's do this then so let's do let's do the contrast do the contrast from what you're doing right now compared to what you did when you first pregnant
1: so right now i have since we went into lockdown at i was about 14 15 weeks pregnant
0: and when did you tell me
1: 11 weeks
0: (laughs) (laughs) right guys just curious when you are pregnant and you're a member at YouFit, you come and tell me straight away, right? This lady told me at 11 weeks, but the interesting thing is she started to get tired in the sessions and she didn't tell me, but there's me pushing her and telling her to train harder. <laughs> <laughs> and she was doing RDLs, squats, deadlifts at 11 weeks pregnant. Now, we're not talking like a deadlift with like a 10 kilo. We're talking deadlifts with 40, 50 kilos on the bar. Right. Um, but she told me at 11 weeks. I thought, I think she thought she needs to tell me, but she did. So carry on, miss. But yeah, great story. Yeah.
1: Um, so the bulk of this pregnancy has been at home, training at home. Yeah. But obviously, with the whole the online sessions and still carrying, as getting, obviously, catch ups with you every week has kept me doing. Actually, I started off while we were at home five times a week. I was doing yeah. five strengths. It's different at home, obviously, because I don't have the heavy weights. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm just working with what I've got. So it was still five, but I was still doing five strengths a week, five short bike sessions a week. I was walking 100,000 steps a week. Um, and I kept doing that actually, probably only up until I'd probably say that's four five weeks. I've been struggling to get to 100,000. Yeah. So I've taken that down. And I'm not doing five anymore. I'm doing about two or three strengths. Yeah. And then one or two like longer on the stationary bike. DVT level is completely different this time round.
0: So if we give, it, um, give everyone a, a, an insight then, because obviously, so what we, do, what, we, what we did with Roots, guys, for people watching to understand what we've done, is obviously her last pregnancy, she just um, did what she wanted. She had a, a party then she had a birthday party, then she had a birthday party again, and then a birthday party again, and a birthday party again. So basically the whole pregnancy last time through was just a birthday party, right? Yeah. Um, th- this time, uh, what we did, for example, we, I sat down with Root and I explained, for example, what we should be looking at to gain from pregnancy. So she had a f- fully understanding of what could potentially happen and to expect. Okay, And then from there, for example, we looked at how the food will evolve um, the food, for example, we've probably got we've gone more in detail over the last over the pregnancy period than we ever have before. Um, I would I would probably say so. Would you, Roops?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and then we obviously then talked about training, but then we talked about tracking weight. Now, from roops's perspective, roops's goal is to put a kilo on over every four weeks. That's roughly where it was. But for the first probably sixteen weeks, it was probably stable. Would you say, Roops? Yeah, yeah. Probably
1: in that whole time, I probably only put on one kilo, if that. Yeah. Um, So that's the interesting
0: part, right? So the first part, about 16 weeks, guys, she didn't put any excess weight on. So for those watching you, you're pregnant and thinking you're putting a kilo on in the first week pregnant or six weeks, you're putting three kilos on, you probably need to ask yourself one, are you exercising? Two, you're looking after your food. Because, for example, for Ruth not to do that, for example, it means to some degree she had everything locked in, uh, which is good from her perspective. Um, And then obviously, your training is phenomenal, right, compared to last time
1: oh yeah yeah completely different so and i think that's kept my energy levels up and it's not it's only i would i would probably say that's again last three or four weeks i'm starting to feel a bit more tired and more just because obviously i'm big a bit bigger so it's harder to carry it around a bit but my energy levels up until like 30 weeks were as normal really
0: which is good to hear right (laughs) it's good to hear the normal right so therefore don't get me wrong uh did you have any did you suffer any morning sickness or anything like that
1: no like last time i did this time nothing i weirdly had pretty much zero symptoms
0: okay wow
1: to the point where i was actually really paranoid that i wasn't even pregnant because i wasn't having any changes at all and it was weird yeah really weird but nice because it meant that i could carry on doing everything without feeling uncomfortable at all i wasn't having any like Aversions to food or smells or, or the sickness, of course. Everything was fine. I had totally no symptoms this time.
0: So just remember, guys, that's not to say because she did weight training and food, that's why Roots felt that way. Remember, women are all individual, regardless of pregnancy, right? If you have one, two, three, four, it's all going to be different. Uh, but Roots is just sharing her journey. But if you say, share where you are now, obviously, you still, you've obviously, I remember we sat down a couple of weeks ago and obviously looked at goals and stuff like that. Uh, to really refocus you and really push you forward. I know you set some goals in terms of your steps and your training and stuff, just to keep yourself motivated. But what do you think has kept yourself motivated through lockdown?
1: Just the aftermath. I don't. I don't want to feel the way I felt last time. Okay. Um. And I think that's that's the biggest motivation because I, I I still look back at pictures of myself then, and how I was at six weeks after having the baby. I just don't want to. I mean, I might, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I know that I'm in a better position now, laying a better foundation for my recovery after as well. And because I'm going to have a cesarean again, I just want to make sure that I'm giving myself the best chances as far as like the whole abdominal separation goes as well.
0: Isabel Ashford asked, um, how's your, abdo- your abs this time around?
1: I don't know. I you... I don't know if you can check now, but Do they feel strong? I'm assuming they're gonna have. <laughs>
0: they're gonna change, yeah. Do you yeah. feel strong.
1: Yeah, they do, and they don't. They do because I can still kind of engage my core, yeah. but it's a weird feeling because obviously, as you start getting bigger, you almost you almost forget like the muscles forget. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's, it's weird, <laughs> but no, I'm still doing like dead bugs in the live sessions and things like that. Um, obviously I've tapered it down to a, the easier one, but I am. Though but that's I, I, it. That's and, a
0: good thing as well though, isn't it? It's understanding that when you go through pregnancy or anything, it's, it's understanding that guys, remember when you, there's an easy attitude to go, I can't do it anymore. But actually remember the, the biggest take home point, remember guys, you can always do something whether it's like Roop's doing a, the basic dead bug, I guarantee she's probably laying there going, this isn't annoying. This is, I wish I could do the dead bug for, or I could wish I could do something else. But fundamentally, what she's doing, she's just doing what she can. And remember, doing what you can is going to help you mentally because if you do what you can, you're going to feel better naturally because you did what you can. Rather than not doing it at all, than going to the KFC or the McDonald's, for example. Well,
1: yeah, I've had to modify quite a lot of the, the exercises, um, especially a lot of the core ones. Uh, yeah. Like Sarah and Heather will give me something different, which is fine because it means that at least I'm taking part. And I think the biggest thing is is actually just being a part of the live sessions. Yeah. Nice to have the company. Actually, that's the biggest reason I've carried on with it. Well,
0: if you didn't carry on with it, I'd be slapping you. So don't worry about that.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as in, like, I couldn't do like a solo session on my own. I'm just not that person. I don't like it. I feel bored.
0: Which impo- I, I fully appreciate, right? Sometimes you need someone in your corner, right? Uh, yeah. But also, for, for someone like yourself, for example, like you said, you, to some degree, your, your four walls of your house have been the most uh, most thing you've ever seen, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I think I think you know where every crack is in the room. Oh, there's a crack there, there's a crack there, there's a cobweb over there, there's a cobweb over, there, over there. That's it.
1: Yeah,
0: and the garage. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, you, set, you obviously you set up a makeshift uh, gym in the garage, right? Yeah.
1: Nice.
0: In terms of obviously, um, for example, post-pregnancy then, because obviously if you take last time, it took you eight months. In theory, this should, uh, this should take you a little bit shorter now, shouldn't it?
1: Well, I hope. I hope, yeah. Um, you, know, I'm, you know, I want to try. I want to get back as soon as I can. Obviously, it's a little bit different because my recovery might be slightly longer because of having a, a C-section. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it will be quicker. And that's also why, I guess, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still... You know, I enjoy my food now as well. I'm just not going, I'm just more aware of it. It's the same as before. I'm just aware of what I'm having. But it doesn't stop me currently. Um, I'm just hoping that I have laid a better foundation so that it will be that much easier next time I think,
0: around. I think personally, I think, you've, I think you've definitely laid a foundation. I think what you'll find is, for example, um, you'll, you'll get back into it straight away. I think, obviously, there's definitely going to be a period where you're going to have to go through a healing process, which is natural. But if you think about where your body is from that perspective, it's in a better position to heal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you obviously looked after yourself and you got stronger in other areas. Um, I think you'll be very surprised by when you do come out of um, your um, um, cesarean and obviously baby. I think you're very surprised by your comeback and your bounce back because you'll be very strong. Which is, again, credit to yourself, right? Because in theory, we're going to train, what, every day up till pregnancy?
1: Well,
0: yeah, I'll try. <laughs> what? Well, what? Yeah, well,
1: I want, yeah, yeah. That's the aim.
0: <laughs> Go every day. Every day. We're going to push all the way till that baby pops out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't right, know, you,
0: you don't know what You don't know what you're having yet, though, do you?
1: No, it's a surprise. Woo,
0: woo, woo. Right, guys, take a 10 quid a bet. 10 quid a bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a girl, but, yeah, we'll see on
1: that. Yeah, we'll
0: see. We'll see. No idea. Oh. That's it. In terms of obviously um, overall uh, mentalness development, what do you do for that? Do you do anything particular? Because obviously some people do meditation. What, what Do you what, do you, do? you have anything fancy or don't you do anything?
1: Weird, to be honest, I, ju- I read a lot and I listen to audio books and things. Uh, I was meditating for a while. I kind of don't at the moment. Cool. I don't know why. No reason, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess for sort of mental space, it's reading different things or listening to uh, podcasts and audiobooks.
0: Nice. And so you got the... a top you got a top audiobook?
1: Oh yeah, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker.
0: That that's straight off the that's a straight off the bat one.
1: It's actually I've actually listened to it twice now because if you haven't read it or listened to it, it will scare you to just go to sleep um, because it's <laughs>
0: just. Is that, does it scare you to go to sleep because of the, what people don't really understand about the health impact of sleep?
1: Yeah, and how it, the things it can impact on, you just don't know. And I, I know I'm not going to be getting a lot of sleep in a few months, but it's just something that it's an important message I think anyway. Just to to, to know about it, and it, it's a good book, really good book.
0: I think a lot of people need to uh, look at sleep a lot more. Uh, people take it for granted. Um oh, yeah. your Sonny said, uh, what books are you reading and listening to right now?
1: Okay, so slightly different right now because um they're all kind of centered around the baby. <laughs>
0: okay, fine, fine. Yeah, give us give us okay. a yeah, that's fine. People may watch in that want a baby book. What we got?
1: So um well, one I'm reading is called. Is it's just a feed baby feeding book? So it's about. I'm reading toddlers as well. So if your kids don't eat, it's actually called um, War and Peas, and that's quite good. It's about yeah. it's actually the psychology behind why they don't eat. Because I have a toddler who does not care about food. Um, so what do you think?
0: What can he just go all day without food?
1: Oh yeah, he's not bothered. <laughs> He, honestly, I could if I if I didn't offer him any meals, I think he'd be fine. Um, He's got the kitchen. That's um, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like a, a self development book, what am I got? To do? Oh, actually, I'm just still working through that Tony Robbins um, combat challenge, and uh, actually listening to um, Unleash the Power Within. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. That's a good Which one. Which is really good yeah Hello. if anyone's not watching it all the, all the videos he did a he did a phenomenal phenomenal virtual world of uh is uh unleashed the um uh, unleashed the power within virtually he had a three hundred and sixty five degree room with uh eighteen foot wall uh walls built with uh twenty three thousand people on video phenomenal groups is just froze may not she's gone do you see that she went she just didn't want to talk anymore guys she's just had enough we'll see if she uh, comes back on so it'll be interesting does anyone else uh, while we wait for her to come back on does anyone else have any questions or anything like that I think um, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if it comes back on. just messaged us so we'll see uh either a battery went dead or something's gone dead uh, but hey that's what happens with technology right um so anyone got any questions to, while we're waiting to come back on anyone got any questions for me or roops you can ask me or roops and then i'll get um to, uh, to answer them oh yeah she is she's coming back that's adding connecting
1: hey where'd you go sorry oh, i think my, i think my phone's got really hot <laughs> i think uh,
0: everyone, everyone just everyone said you just left me
1: yeah i don't know what happened but i'm back
0: i'm I back mean, okay so i've got a couple of questions for you that are outside the box uh first one is for example How would you describe UFIT?
1: Um personalized. Yeah. Um, bit more of a like family feel, so it's it's comfortable, you know, it's not an intimidating environment at all. Because there's people of all shapes and sizes. and all sorts of things. Yeah.
0: Anything else?
1: Um I guess everyone's friendly. The guidance you get is you know, next to nothing. It's 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 const- you're constantly getting the guidance all the time. Like if I don't you don't hear from me in a few days, I'll get a message about something.
0: <laughs> so you'd say the counti- um, accountability side's big then?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't that's the thing that I was missing before from everywhere. So, yeah, definitely the accountability.
0: Cool. Um, what? What is uh, here's a question for you? If would be interested in it, because uh, I probably don't know the, even know the answer to it. Um, what do – so what do I – what don't I know about you? Give me an insight in terms of what I don't know about you.
1: Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. That's a funny one because you probably know everything
0: hmm that's what we that's what you assume but what don't i know about you it could be funny it could be uh, personal what do you think
1: i don't know that's i don't know i'm a bit of an open book i think everyone knows me
0: do you <laughs> i don't know i didn't know you were you like 20 what's your okay i didn't let, what's your profession
1: i'm optometrist.
0: optometrist how did you get into that
1: Um, I was 17 and I had to make a decision about what I wanted to do and at 17 you didn't have a clue so you just (laughs) I honestly have no idea why I did it because it was just one of those things that you're so young and you have to make this decision which is going to last you forever well you know probably so that was it and I was just doing those kind of subjects at A level so you just just
0: thought I'd just do that and that's it
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, um, it was sort of like a mix between do you do medicine, dentistry, or optometry? I didn't want to do medicine, it's just not me. Then, um, weirdly, my granddad was really pushing me to do dentistry and sent me to his friend, who's also, like, 70-plus, to do work experience. And he was proper old school, so he had, like, no visor on, and there was blood everywhere. I was like, this is... It's just not me either. And they kind of just left optometry.
0: Ah, because obviously, Hema said Hemmer said you was a naughty child as a kid.
1: Nah. That was Hema's influence.
0: There must, be some, there, must be, there must be something we don't know when you were a kid. That's, that's, that's the way we need to go. We need to go to that little detail there. Uh, and then obviously, Sonny said um, your, your sister's an optom as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was all, yeah, that was one of them. Sister's an optom. My brother-in-law's an optom.
0: Oh, so, there are so quite a few, quite a few people then.
1: Yeah. Well, four of us, because Nish as well.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Nish. Nish is a good guy. How do we meet Nish? At work. That's all right. So you basically broke the rules. Is that it? Is that what you want to say?
1: There was no rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, sure?
1: Yeah, there were no. Well, there were. No, I don't think there were any rules. No one told me. So
0: <laughs> nice. How long have you been together so, yeah, no, now? Yeah, so
1: we well, we've been together now ten years. Oh
0: wow! Is that recently ten years? Yeah.
1: Um, it would be. No, it'll be August. We'll be. We'll be together for ten years, and we we're married seven years.
0: Oh wow! Because obviously, it's main man's birthday today as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I know. He's just gone out as well. What, what, him what did you get him for his birthday? I actually bought him some trainers. I bought him because he's trainers that he wears at the gym. I've got a hole in them now. Um, So I actually bought him those barefoot ones. Those ones that you lot used to wear.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: So I bought him them. Yeah. Um, I just think, I don't know, I read about it. It says it might help his posture and his back and things. So I thought, all right, why not?
0: <laughs> It'll probably make his back worse originally, but don't don't worry about that. <laughs> okay we won't we won't we won't tell him that front
1: Oh okay
0: so another question uh one two four if you had if you had to create if you had to change anything in your life what would you have done um considering uh, considering you have a decent life now
1: it's hard because I feel like every choice you make leads to something. And if you didn't make that choice, it wouldn't have led to something and you know, something good always comes out of it. So because I would say, yeah, my career, because it's a good job. Don't get me wrong. And I, I like it. I like my colleagues and I actually enjoy it. But after you've done it, I've been doing it 11 years now, 12 years actually. And it's like, yeah, probably would have picked a different career, but then I think if I picked a different career, I wouldn't have met Nish, and if I hadn't met Nish, I wouldn't have had Niamh. and it, you know, it all comes from that. So then I think no, it was it was the right choice. Right. But maybe it's time for a change. I don't know. So it's one of those things.
0: Oh, so like so in the, in the future, any... in the future, you might change to a different career.
1: I'd like to because it's nice to. It would be great to have time at home with, like. The kids and things, and especially as going forward, when you think about like school runs and that sort of stuff, you know, a nine to five job doesn't really help. School, uh, I, I, tell up, you,
0: so. I tell you, I tell you, what job does help for that?
1: What personal trainer? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you could be, uh, basically, uh, doing nothing that's a good job. That's what Danny oh said yeah, that's what that Danny would be a job <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, no, she don't, she's a. Uh, She's her own independent woman. A bit like yourself. Right, one more question. For the people watching, what would your advice be in general, in general life? What would it be? Not necessarily you fit. What would you? What would you be like? Number one advice be in general.
1: Mm, that's so vague. That's so vague.
0: Um, it's so vague but the it's a powerful question so I'll give you an example would you say people watching feel the fear and just do it anyway because 9 times out of 10 fear stops you so therefore always end up doing what you need to do so what would your thing be to the public like if you take all you as an encompass everything you've achieved like what would you say your number one thing has been has it just been do what you said you would do
1: I would say probably don't overthink anything. Just just do it.
0: That's a good one, though. Even if it, That's a good one.
1: Yeah, even if it's a fleeting thought, if you think about it and it's something you want to do, don't overthink it. Just do it.
0: That's probably the probably a lot of good advice there. Because naturally, uh, any decision we make, um, we probably overthink it by 10 times, right? And then actually, Yeah, yeah. And in, in reality, we'll probably talk ourselves out of uh, certain situations because we overthink things.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that sometimes we try to over-plan so much. Like, I mean, as much as, like, having a family or something, you, you over-plan it. And I always say to myself that if I'll, it's a great time to be pregnant, don't get me wrong, because being in lockdown, what else would I have been doing? You know, my work was Basically,
0: in lockdown, you're just brewing and cooking.
1: <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> exactly. The oven's always on. And it's... <laughs> so, what else would I have been doing? But if I had weight... You know, it was one of those things that we're thinking, oh, should we wait a bit longer, maybe not, maybe we'll wait. And if we had, and all this COVID stuff had happened, uh, there's no chance that, you know, you'd think about trying for a baby and with this all going on, um, well, I wouldn't anyway. That would have stalled. I think, actually, probably wouldn't have had another one.
0: It's interesting to think that, though, right? Right? Because that's what typically, I I can imagine people can relate to that in, in a lot of scenarios, right, where you go, um, I should should have would have could have scenario. Uh, exactly, yeah. because the thing is that, like you said, it comes down to obviously fear as well, right? But it's interesting. Same thing what happened to me and Danny. I was just I used to, I I always used to say to Danny, Danny, you know what? When the company is of this size, or when I'm only working this amount of time, or um, when life's yeah. a bit easier, uh, we'll have a child. And and then it got to the point where. Um, Someone said some. Someone said something to me once, and actually told me that there's never, there's never, there's never a wrong time, or there's never a right no, time. No, um. No. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm never going to work less, to some degree, because it's not in my nature. Um. But at the same time, um, me having more time at home, etc., etc., it was always, it's always going to be a challenge. It's just my personality. I'm always going to challenge myself in different ways. So therefore, there's never a right time or a wrong time, right? So actually, in reality, you might as well just start I think it's like I think that's like a weight loss journey as well isn't it sometimes you can, you can um and ah oh, and you can talk yourself out of it and you can go oh I should start now or you know what I'll wait till post-covid I'll, and uh yeah. I'll wait till after covid's finished and then I'll do my gym because the interesting thing is that we've got a lot of clients online right at the minute intentions of actually looking back on lockdown and going yeah no, I lost weight but there's, there's a lot of people that will probably just wait till after covid and go I'll wait till after covid and I'll wait till this is this has happened or this has happened and then I'll start. But that's like you—you you mentioned rightly. If you'd have done that, you'd have probably got to that point where you delayed it that much. You'd have probably got to t- uh, January twenty twenty one and gone. I don't think we should have another child now.
1: Yeah, this is it. And even I mean, with the weight loss thing, it can be even small things. I only say this because this is kind of what Nish is like. He'll just be like, "Oh, but I've started off with a bad day. I'll start tomorrow, or I'll start on Monday now," kind of thing. So it's even those small things like waiting a few days, whereas. One thing I did learn from YouFit is don't stop the next day. You just start with the next meal. Yeah. So you had a bad breakfast. Doesn't matter. Just that's it. But mean, it off,
0: the, the, the interesting the thing week. is is that language, isn't it? Because you could have, you, for example, anyone could have a chocolate croissant, for example, for breakfast. Now, in context, oh, yeah, yeah. the chocolate croissant. But how how we describe it to ourselves and go, "That's really bad. Fucking hell, fuck my day up." That's what puts it, <clears throat> that's what puts us back, rather than just going, "You know what? I enjoyed the cho- I enjoyed the chocolate croissant." enjoyed it really much and actually you what my next meal is going to be a bit more healthier that's the best way to look at it but most people are still not ingrained that way Um, yeah
1: yeah
0: which is obviously unfortunate but it takes time i suppose but yeah your journey's been a, a phenomenal journey and it will continue to be a phenomenal journey um i think a lot of people watching this um whether they're pregnant or not will take something from it um because actually it's always good to hear when someone's pregnant and how they go through a, a journey of change, um, but also a weight loss journey itself. Remember, the, the interesting thing is it's like you've gone from um, having a baby just after, then ha- then we've got another baby now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and in that, in that time space of um, a year, you turn your life around.
1: I know. It is, it's a weird place to be in as well, right now, I feel like I am going to have to start again. But also... Not the same, not at the same stage. I feel like I'll have a bit of a head
0: start. You'll have a head start, but I, I guarantee you'll still face the same challenges, right? This is the thing. You, most people think once you've done a challenge, oh, you've got the skill set to do that challenge again, but you're going to still face the same challenges because guess what? When you have the second child, you're going to go, I ain't got time or I feel too tired or I can't prep or I can't cook. You, you, it's naturally going to happen. Like, let's, you're, you're not a mechanical robot. You're not going to go bum 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 bum. It's not going to work like that. Right, because remember, it's like we're we're experiencing. For example, Noel, you think Saturday is going to be a great day to have a meal together, and then boom, Noel stays up till nine o'clock at night. Like, okay, cheers, Noel. Right. So uh, you're gonna be, you're gonna, you're still gonna be continue, continue, to be faced with obstacles. But the, I'd probably say the biggest thing for yourself and what the asset that you have is that perseverance attitude. It's to know that, for example, if today didn't go well, I'm gonna keep moving forward and t- attempt it tomorrow if tomorrow don't work well, I'm going to attempt to keep going. And it's that perseverance that probably uh, allows you to become who you are because you ne- you have a never-say-die attitude. Don't get wrong, you can go off the track a little bit, but that perseverance and continue to push attitude is probably what uh, helps you where you are r- right now, but that's what will help you in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just hope that, obviously, once I have the baby, I'll have a goal. Trust me. Because it's easy
0: you'll have oh, a goal God now you know what the goal will be the goal will be simple one it'll be leveraged to be a better mum. two it'll be a be, be a role model three it'll be getting shape four it'd be to be more mobile and, and mobility five it will be to get to 60 years old and be in the same shape and fitter and mobile and play with your grandchildren than you ever have them.
1: yeah i think one of the nice things is now neem sees me doing the live sessions he's tr- he tries to copy oh nice edit it's so cute yeah it's really, yeah it's really nice
0: Wait is a little bit older and they'll be like Mom can I do a burpee with you and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be the best. But yeah. But well done, miss. It's been uh, awesome to have you on the on the show. Um yeah, I don't think nice. any anyone anyone any more questions, let me just check. Uh Pooja said says she remembers your wedding. Yeah, I weren't there for that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Pooja was um um my makeup artist. She oh, was uh,
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hema just obviously said you was a naughty child just always naughty I
1: don't know where she gets that from
0: the interesting thing is obviously Hema obviously says you're an inspiration because actually if you look at the people I've come from it's it's like it's, it's interesting if you look at the ripple effect you created obviously you came you got and then you got Hema and then Hema's got uh, her family members and it's actually quite nice it's actually the interesting thing what you probably don't do um, and probably what a lot of members don't do really if you actually looked at the family tree if you actually, something I, I, something I can probably do, actually, if you actually look at the family tree of you fit, you will always find the catalyst that will be like people at the top. And it's not necessarily they're at the top because they're great, but they're at the top. But then when you look down the family tree, you'll actually see the tree actually builds more and more roots. But the roots will probably stem from like one part of the chain will be you because you recommended Nish and you recommended Hema, Hema then recommended Mum and so forth, so forth. So one thing to just uh, remember to some degree, roots, is that even though you've, in, you've done your own journey, you've, the, the, the actual the giving back part of you, you've probably done it tenfold.
1: I didn't, I, I can't talk about you fit enough. So, uh, you know, I, do, I always recommend it to everyone. I, you know, for people I know that have a previous gym or anything and they're struggling or whatever, I always just say, you need to go, just give them a call.
0: Yeah, because Hema, to Hema took ages to make a decision.
1: Yeah, she, she took like months.
0: Yeah, months, right?
1: She kept taking, we'll get them
0: on holiday. <laughs> take took months, and then she kept staying where she was. She's just a nightmare. She was. We'll just We'll just talk to her like she's not watching, but we'll just say, "Yeah, she's a bleeding nightmare." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, remember, just take that. I, I give yourself a pat on the back on that front. Remember, you not only change your own life, but you try, you probably change another ten people underneath you, which is credit to yourself because that's how much it inspires other people. That's just remember, guys. Everyone who's watching this, when you want to do a Facebook live with me, just remember that nine times out of ten you've inspired a lot of other people around you and that's what your own journey is is all about your own journey is about one self-discovery two for example improving yourself but then the the third opportunity is actually helping a lot of other people around you that's why i love my job right that's why i just love it because actually the amount of people that help helps is actually phenomenal but to actually be one of the catalysts in that route you should be very proud thanks um, you have a, a good day, and uh, make sure Nisha has a nice birthday cake.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm sure you made he made one.
1: Yeah, yeah. He didn't want cake, so I just made him a big slab of brownie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, who's to wrong right? If he wants a big cho- want? if he wants a block of brownie, then let him have a block of brownie. I I won't be talking to him till Thursday, so don't worry. Um, I'm sure he can uh, finish the brownie before then.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> but,
0: Stay in the game, Miss, and uh, have a wonderful.
1: Thanks a lot. Later. Peace out. Bye. Later. Bye.